This is episode 17 of the A Free Spirit Life podcast. Hey there, thanks so much for being here today. I'm Shannon Kinney Dew, creator of AFreeSpiritLife.com. I'm a holistic life and spiritual coach, yoga teacher, and mom to three boys. And in today's show, we're going to talk about mindfulness. But in particular, I want to share two helpful tips on how you can bring more presence into your crazy, chaotic daily life using the practice of mindful listening and mindful eating. We'll start the show with a very brief conversation that I have with my seven and four-year-old about their interpretation of what mindful eating is. And then I'll talk about mindfulness. But in particular, I'm going to share more about what mindfulness is isn't because I think there are misconceptions about what mindfulness really is. And I think it's helpful to learn what it isn't so that you can really look at your life and see how you're being mindful already and how it can help you be more available, be more deeply connected to the people in your life and the experiences that you're going through, not just the good ones, but the challenging ones too. How can we be more available and present in our daily life? That's what we're going to focus on today. If you have not listened to my past episodes, Uh, In episode 12, we talk more specifically about the definition of mindfulness and how it's a pathway toward more peace and contentment. And in episode 8, I share more about mindful breathing and give you some really great exercises to practice mindful breathing as a way to bring more relaxation and stress reduction into your life. So you might want to go back and listen to those episodes And let's go ahead and dive into this conversation with my kids, and then we'll get right into the content today. What do you know about mindful eating? You savor your food and eat it slowly. Savoring and eating slowly. Ooh, what does it feel like when you eat like that? It tastes delicious. And you actually get to taste it. When you eat fast, you can't even taste anything. Oh, I, that's cool that you noticed that. I noticed that too. If I am doing something at the same time that I'm eating, sometimes you don't even realize you're eating. When do you savor your food? I when it's eat. really yummy. When it's really yummy? What? It's small. Um, when it's really yummy, I savor it. And it's small, and I savor it chocolate or something. Oh, yeah, like if it's small and then you chocolate or something. I have a question for you, Grayson. I need to hold this for a minute. It's making too much noise on the microphone. Last night when you were in bed, you were asking for an apple. How come when you go to sleep every night you want an apple? Um, because I'm hungry. You feel hungry when you go to bed? Uh-huh. <laughs> and so last night um, when you got an apple, you were staying up a little later than usual, and do you remember what you said to me? What? When you were eating it? What? You said, I have to eat slow, Mom. I'm savoring it. Do you remember that? Yeah. So what does mindful eating mean to you, Grayson? Um, it means... Here, come up closer to the microphone. It means that you're savoring and you love the food I eat. Yeah, you love the food that you eat. When else do you guys think you practice mindfulness? When you do 
something you just do one thing. Oh, so when would that be in your life? When you just do one thing at a time? When you're singing? Singing, that's cool. When you're painting? Painting. Oh, you when you're doing art. You could do two things, like you could listen to music and paint. Mm-hmm. Do you notice when you're eating quickly and not chewing your food versus when you are savoring it, what the difference is? So when you're eating fast, like <laughs> then you don't even taste it. Uh-huh. But if you eat slow, it's like this. Take a bite and you taste it. Deliciousness, and if you want, it's so good you want to take another bite. Oh, does it make your food taste more delicious? Yeah. <laughs> so I love the interpretation of mindfulness and mindful eating from a child's perspective. And it was so funny the other night. My four year old really does ask for an apple every time he goes to bed, and it's become kind of a habit that I'm trying to break. But this particular night, it was late. I realized he really probably was super hungry because he had a super physical day. We were swimming all day and kayaking and floating and dancing and just, I mean, he was, you know, over the top. And when he's busy having fun, he doesn't want to stop and eat. So I thought, yeah, he probably is hungry and he's flopping and turning and it was getting late and I just wanted him to go to sleep. So I got him his little slice of apple. And I lie down with him. It's dark. He's in his bed. And you can just hear him chewing. And it was a little slice of apple, but he's chewing and chewing and chewing. And finally, I'm like, Grayson, what are you doing? Finish that apple. And with the sweetest voice, he just says, Mom, but I'm savoring it. And I thought, oh my gosh, okay, my practice in mindfulness is like coming to bite me in the butt right now. (laughs) He will not go to sleep. But I thought how precious that in that moment he was either playing me so he could stay up later or he truly was savoring it. And actually, I think that's what he was doing. It was pretty cute. So how often do we just scarf our food down, right? How often do we move so fast in our life, especially if you're a parent and you've got to get your kids places and you got to take care of other people's needs? You know, we tend to get into this, you know, I call it busy mom mode where we're just like checking off the list and we're we're making lunches and we're, you know, washing the dishes and we're getting out the door for work and we're check, 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 checking off the list. And we realize that our children are trying to get our attention. They're there. They have something to share. And not to say that we can't do our other things, not to say that we have to stop in every moment, because otherwise it's true, especially with young children. They would stop you constantly and nothing would get done, right? But there is a way that we can practice being a little more intentional, a little slow in our movements, to pause, to pay attention When someone is speaking to us to stop what we're doing and look them in the eyes and be available, be open, it makes for a deeper connection with the people that you're spending time with. It makes them feel connected to you. It makes them feel more enriched. It makes them feel happy. It opens both of your hearts when you're just there available for each other. 
And so that's kind of been my experience lately with being more mindful in the moment. To me, mindfulness is about paying attention with a sense of curiosity, with kindness, with compassion. It's about being available and accepting whatever is going on in this moment without trying to run from it, without trying to numb from it, but simply being here, experiencing it with non-judgment, with acceptance, with loving kindness. So what I want to talk about is what mindfulness isn't. And then I will share two simple practices that you can start today that take just a couple of minutes to practice mindful listening and mindful eating. And it will start to change your life. What I have noticed, even over the past couple of weeks in the Live Freely Circle, my online membership, we are focusing on mindfulness this month. And we are particularly practicing mindful eating. And so I've been paying more attention to it because we're doing it together as a group. And it was Father's Day and we were sitting at the dining room table and we were eating and we had, you know, it took a lot to get the meal prepared. And as we were sitting there, I just reminded all of us because we were hungry and people were eating fast to just kind of slow down, taste your food, enjoy it. And so I had to do that for myself and I would just slowly take a bite and and all of a sudden I noticed that time started slowing down. I was paying more attention to who was talking. I was looking at my 10-year-old and and noticing his smile and his big beautiful eyes and him reflecting on the fun we had that day. And it felt like I was right there in a slower moment. And that is what I would love for all of us to experience more often. How many times do we rush through our day and not feel connected? And we start to miss that connection with others. We start to miss the rich and meaningful everyday, what seems to be kind of boring moments of just eating together, of listening to each other, of sitting with each other, of laughing together, being in someone's presence. So that is why we practice mindfulness, so that we don't miss our life. Because most of the time, we're stuck in our heads. We're worrying about what's maybe going to happen, which usually doesn't, but we're in the state of worry, fret, anxiety. Our mind is revving about the future. Or we're regretting and feeling guilt or shame about the past. Maybe we're feeling a sense of just sadness that our youth is gone, that um, life is flashing before our eyes, that our children are older. And where did that time go? And the only thing that we have, as you're listening to my words, the only thing is this moment, this moment right here, right now. Not the past, not the present here. And so the more we are in tune with mindfulness and we practice being out of our heads and a little more in our bodies and in our hearts, those boring everyday moments were available 
for them. And it turns out that those are the moments that we all cherish. I mean, really, right now, as you are listening, if you're a parent, think about the time that your first baby was born, or maybe the second or the third. For me, the first is kind of a blur. Well, I actually remember all the details, but I was kind of a zombie (laughs) for those first six months. But what I mean is that smell of a newborn baby, the precious time of just holding and watching a baby drink milk, the time when your child started kindergarten, the time when they hit their first baseball, the time when they graduated from sixth grade, whatever it is, wherever you are in your life, maybe you're not a parent at all, but there are moments that stand out and you know that it's really the everyday moments, the baths, the laughter, the dance parties, the bedtime stories, the times of just sitting, connecting, and being together that stand out. And so that's what we want to do is be more present and available for those moments, for life, for your life. So if mindfulness is about paying attention to the here and now and being more present with a sense of kindness, compassion, and curiosity, then what isn't it? What Here's what it is. <laughs> Here's what I'm having a hard time spitting this out. Mindfulness is not a religion. Some people have this misconception that it's religious in some way or spiritual in some way. And really mindfulness, although you do hear it often in Buddhism, Buddhists tend to practice it because it's been a part of their tradition for thousands of years. But they didn't invent mindfulness. They just see it as a tool for compassion, for loving kindness, for non-judgment. But it is not a religion. Mindfulness is not shutting off your thoughts. I think this is a big one to remember because I think it's why some people are resistant to even practicing it because our minds are so active and they chatter all the time. And so when you remember that mindfulness is not about shutting off your thoughts, it's more about becoming an observer of your thoughts. You know, your mind, the nature of your mind is to think. And so, of course, it's going to think and it's going to chat and it's going to judge and it's going to repeat over and over different thoughts and storylines. And so the practice in mindfulness is about stepping back and remembering that you are not your thoughts, that your thoughts are your thoughts and your mind's nature is to think. But you, the essence of who you are, it's not your thoughts. And that is so freeing because if you continue to repeat thoughts like, oh, God, I suck at this. I'm not any good at that. I'll never be as wealthy as him. I am you know, can't do what, what she's doing. I have no talent. Whatever it is, those storylines that we tend to repeat, sometimes we don't even know we're repeating them. That's not who you are. And when you start to become an observer of your thoughts, you step back and watch the thoughts flow, you realize 
that you can think a new thought, that those thoughts are habits, that those thoughts can um, define your outlook in life. And so you can start to change those thoughts. But mindfulness is not about shutting them off. And so remember that as you practice sitting in presence, it's okay to think. Your thoughts might chat at you. Your thoughts might say, this is stupid. This is a waste of time. Why are you doing this? Why are you chewing an apple so slow? Why are you doing this? It's just chew the apple and eat it. Let's get on with life. we got stuff to do, right? <laughs> and that's probably what's going to happen as you continue to practice even mindful eating, doing one thing at a time, savoring your food. But simply observe it with kindness, with curiosity. Oh, wow, isn't that interesting? As I'm chewing this apple, I'm just trying to be present, and my mind is revving and revving and revving. Isn't that interesting? I have a hard time not thinking. Isn't that interesting? And look at it with curiosity rather than judgment or frustration. That's going to help you a lot as you practice mindfulness. Remember, it's not about shutting off your thoughts. It's about observing them. And mindfulness is not about escaping reality. It truly is a practice in being in the moment without a lot of regret, without a lot of worry, without a lot of control, without anticipation or expectations. It's just paying attention, watching what's happening, watching what's unfolding right there before you. It's also not about just being happy all the time. You know, we all have challenges. And if you haven't learned that by now, you're probably still really young. (laughs) Because as we get older, we realize that life is not about perfection. Life is not about having it all together. Life is a series of ebbs and flows. And with that, There are joyful moments and there are challenging ones. And so you may be finding yourself in the midst of a very challenging moment. And what makes it more challenging is when we fight it, when we resist it, when we want it to be different, when we kick and we scream and we do everything we can to make it different without simply accepting where we are. So if I want a certain amount of money in my bank account and I look at my bank account and it's close to zero, how's that going to make me feel? I might start freaking out. I might start plotting and planning and trying to figure out a way to make more money. And nothing is wrong with that. Of course, we want to take mindful action. However, it could suck out the joy I could allow it to suck out the joy of my daily life because I'm so worried and fretting about how it's going to happen. And when I'm caught up in, oh my God, well, this means that, you know, I could lose my house and I'm not going to have enough money to pay my mortgage and on and on and on. If I went that route, I'm stuck in worry. I'm stuck in fear. I'm stuck in future thinking. And so the practice in that challenging moment is to accept, to stop kicking and, and resisting what is, and to say, okay, 
what mindful action can I take today? What steps do I need to take today to go through this challenge, to move beyond it, to learn from it, to grow from it, not to resist it, not to build up a wall against it, not to ignore it, but to be more mindful in its presence. So I can even be here now and not judge myself, not judge the situation and practice presence and take a step forward. And so that's just a pure example of what maybe you're facing a health scare. Maybe you're facing a midlife crisis kind of situation where you're like, what the heck? Where's my life? Maybe you're realizing that you're not really living your passion or you're not, um, your life isn't really in line with your values and what you believe in. These are the times to be ex- extra kind to yourself. These are the times to practice loving kindness and compassion and to say, you know what, here's where I'm at. Maybe it's not where I thought I'd be. Maybe it's not where I wish I could be. Man, I crave to have a different life. But instead of kicking and screaming and fighting and ignoring, sit with it. Be here. Accept where you are in your life right here, right now. And remember that everything that we're experiencing, it's kind of like our curriculum. This is our life. We're here to learn. Your life is like a school. And so you're wanting to be present for the curriculum, whether it's, you know, your favorite subject. (laughs) For me, it would be art or reading or language arts Or if it's your worst subject, Um, if I had to sit through like uh, biology or something for me. (laughs) So, but I have to get through it. I have to experience all the curriculums, the fun parts of life and the harder times. So look at that in your life as you think about why you would want to try to be more mindful, to practice mindfulness. So I'm going to share two simple practices you can start today to be a little more mindful. Take a moment to allow your body to be still. Close your eyes. Listen. Listen, really listen to the sounds around you. What do you hear? Without judgment, simply notice the sounds that you hear in this moment. Now take a moment to listen to the quiet underneath the sound. With your eyes still closed, maybe do a deep inhale and then exhale. You can even softly smile. Can you hear the quiet underneath the sound? Stay here for just a moment and listen.
Now, this is something you can practice anytime. After you've practiced listening, deeply listening, you'll notice how your body, how your mind and your heart feel after you listen in this way. And then when you're ready, you can open your eyes and just continue practicing listening to all those around you with your fullest attention. You might notice that you slow down a little bit, that you your heart feels a little more open, that your body feels a little more relaxed. You might even feel a little more playful as you look into someone's eyes and listen to them. This is a practice in mindful listening. When you focus your attention on just listening, just a minute ago, you were listening mindfully. With practice, you can learn to bring this gentle, mindful attention to all the activities in your life. When you're listening, when you're talking, when you're singing, when you're dancing, when you're reading, even when you're arguing with someone, you can simply notice that you're taking time to notice, to be available. The next practice is in mindful eating, just like my kids are practicing as they're savoring their food. Pick a, a snack. I like to use apple because we always have apples and they're easy. Most people like them, but you can use anything. Anything that you feel would be a good symbol, like when you look at that piece of fruit or that vegetable or whatever it is that you like to eat, a nut, (laughs) you look at that food as the symbol for mindfulness. So every time I see an apple now, it kind of triggers me to say, "Woo, I need to slow down a little bit here. Let me just taste this apple. So Pick a food that would be a mindful symbol for you. And then when you decide to eat it, do nothing else but sit and eat that food. And I'm not saying you have to do this for every meal. I'm saying do this as a practice for like one minute a day. So you take a bite and you let the bite of food kind of rest in your mouth, paying attention to what's happening. Don't rush. Don't do anything else. Don't read an email. Don't talk to anyone. Just practice this, chewing, and then notice the taste. Continue taking one single chew at a time. Notice how the tastes change. Notice how your teeth and your tongue are working. Do your best to put all of your attention on chewing that piece of food, on tasting that piece of food. See if you can even notice that urge to swallow before you actually swallow. And then feel the whole swallow as the food moves down your throat. Take your time. Be curious about the experience. And then just notice. Notice how your body feels. How do you feel in this moment after you've paid attention to the food that you're eating? Now, eating this way, of course, is going to take a lot longer, and I'm not suggesting that you eat your entire meal this slowly, 
But I bet if you practice one minute a day of mindful eating, you will start to recognize that you can move a little bit slower, that you can snap out of fast mom mode or check off the list, whatever you're doing kind of person mode, that rushing that you do where you're not fully present or attentive to the people in your life, to the experiences in your life. I bet you'll start to see that time slows down a little bit, that you realize you don't have to rush like you're doing right now and that you will feel better and more at peace with more presence in your life. Mindful eating, mindful listening, it's all a practice in being more present. So I hope that you can savor a moment in your day today. I hope you can savor your life because this is the only life that you have. Right here, right now is the only moment that we have. And so enjoy it mindfully. I appreciate you all so much. If you want to join in the discussion about mindfulness, mindful eating, mindful listening, Join me on Facebook. I have a free spirit life community. It's a private group. You can go ahead and go to a freespiritlife.com. Find the show notes for this episode 17 and you can see the link to join that free Facebook group. You can also see information about my holistic life coaching. I am now offering free 15-minute on the phone coaching calls. So if you feel like you'd like to experience what life coaching is, you can now schedule your free call and you can do that simply by emailing me. Put in the subject line coaching call and we will get that scheduled. It's completely free. It's 15 minutes and it's a nice way to explore what life coaching is and to see if it's a good fit for what you want in your life. And if you live in the Kansas City area, I am now offering in-person life coaching sessions at two locations, so you can email me for those details as well. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. Thank you for being here. I appreciate you so much, and I can't wait to see you next week. Bye. Cause tomorrow they